Hey there! Uh, sorry that you guys are having to hear my voice at the beginning of these things more often than normal. Um, but I just wanted to let uh, you guys know, uh, this week on the Natch 20, we decided to use a different method of audio recording than normal, uh, which I think is a good method. We just didn't have the proper tools to utilize it correctly. Um, we were uh, we were using multiple headsets and using a bot in Discord to basically record all of our information uh, via one computer, so... <clears throat> kind of using Discord as a personal mixer. Um, and for the most part, it worked. Uh, the only issue that we were having was um, my headset in particular was a, was a pretty poor quality headset, um, and I'm going to have to get that replaced. But outside of that, um, I think this was a I think this was a pretty good uh, recording audio quality-wise. You know, you could hear everybody, even my audio quality, even though it was poor, you could still hear it and understand it. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to let you guys know, just to be aware, we are aware of the audio issue, of the audio quality uh, issue, and we are still working on fixing that. So thank you very much for listening, and I hope you enjoy the Nash 20 review of 4th edition Dungeons & Dragons. Welcome back to the Natch 20 Review. I am your host and executive producer here at Final Show Films in Stockton. And with me today is... Omniscient Otter. Unit. Pookie. And of course, a pair of small children that are fussing and wanting food. But uh, this week we are reviewing 4th uh, edition Dungeons & Dragons. Which we all have opinions on. So uh, we're going to go ahead and start with our... Well, well first, first uh, units, explain to us what 4th edition D&D is. So 4th edition Dungeons & Dragons was... Anyway, it was Witch of the Coast effort to <laughs> fix every complaint that everyone had ever made with 3.5. Um, and so... The biggest things that they changed were everything. Uh, for one, every time you do something, you roll. Uh, saving throws were changed to static numbers. So if you're trying to poison someone, you roll an attack against uh, against their fortitude. If you're casting a spell against someone, you roll an attack against the, what, what it is. So everything is an attack now. Uh, secondly, the emphasis was shifted to combat. The traditional roles that had been in um, 3-5, you know, the rogue, utilitarian, mage, etc., were changed to strikers, who are DPS, defenders, who are tanks, controllers, who move people around the battlefield, oddly, um, and leaders. leaders, who buff everyone else. So, they, they took on MMO titles, basically. In addition to that, instead of having class features, now everybody has a power list, which is basically a list of spells that they have. You have your at-will powers that you use all the time, you have your encounter powers that you use once per battle, and you have your daily powers that you use once per day. The powers replace everything else your class does. They are your spells, they are your attacks, they are your basic attacks, they are your complicated attacks, they are your healing um, is now powers. In fact, a lot of the powers rely on hitting people to heal. Also, everyone can heal themselves because they have healing surges uh, because people complained about, you know, the cleric needing to be the cleric. And they removed negative numbers, basically. There's a couple negative numbers now, but they're mostly gone. Um, it's almost all positives. If you wield a weapon you're not proficient with, you just don't get the bonus as opposed to taking a penalty. Um, the final thing is, everything scales. You add half your level to every roll you make, with almost no exceptions. Those are... It's hard to describe all the changes because there were so many, but that's at a glance. 
So basically, they rebuilt D&D from the ground up. Except they kept awkward things that made it not work. They also changed a bunch of names kind of at random. Like, they don't have martial weapons, you have military weapons. You don't have exotic weapons, you have superior weapons. Things like that. Yeah. And, um... So, it's 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 a it's a strange thing. And, and at first blush, uh, not all the changes seem like bad things. But once you actually get to playing the game, we discovered things were slightly different. But that's not how we do things on this podcast. Uh, so, the first thing we're going to talk about is... Things that we liked about the game. How about our first impressions, John? That's right. First impressions first. First impressions, starting with Holly over there. Go ahead, Holly. You have to... Here's your list. Oh, no, you don't need your list now. No, not yet. Um, It sucks. I hate it. It made me die a little. Do you want to elaborate, or... Is that sufficient? I mean... My first impressions during the character creation process was that I was dying on the inside and I just wanted out. Uh, seems clear. All right. Austin. All right. So my first impressions were a while ago because I played this game right when it came out. And... My my first impressions were, what is this game? It reminded me of why I don't like MMOs, not actually D&D. So it was weird trying to figure it out. I've come to the conclusion that it's a board game that took the name of D&D, and if it didn't have D&D in the name, I'd like it more. But it's just so different of an experience. It's not relatable to D&D for me. All right. And Otter. Um I just uh, having worked my way up through 1, 2 and 3.5. They were getting better. This one in creating the character just seemed needlessly complicated and I couldn't even sit down in one setting and finish the character because I was just too overwhelmed and I was easily frustrated and more on that later but that's first impressions alright for me um well, the first thing I noticed was that the book is a pile of garbage. Uh, the book, like the book's layout, is a hot mess and is very difficult to navigate through. But um, after after navigating through it and and sort of figuring out how character creation was worked, I, I did. There were a couple of things that piqued my interest and made it seem more interesting. Um, like I don't mind like the the power systems doesn't at first glance seem like a bad thing. You know, it seems like, you know, here's a, here's a list of things you can do, uh, a couple of things you can do all the time, a couple of things you can do per encounter, and a couple of things you can only do once a day or once, once yeah, you know, once a day. Um, and so it's like you've got a wide variety of powers and abilities, and for the most part, they do different things. You know, some, like, I was playing a cleric, and some of my stuff increased my AC, some of my crest... Some of my stuff decreased their defense, the enemy's defenses, some of my stuff increased my allies... Uh, attacks or defenses, and some of my stuff healed and dealt damage at the same time. So, like, I felt like I, I initially I felt like okay, this this seems like a decent sort of action oriented system that you know if you have the correct types of enemies would be fast paced and uh, competitive and challenging and tactical. And I can see where that thought process was. Having played it now, I see that it's all a coincidence. So, moving on from first impressions, things we liked about the system, which was where I tried to go first because I really want to get through this review. Uh, starting with Holly. Uh, can I see my character sheet? <laughs> Here's your character sheet. You have to um, find something you like. No, I have something. I just needed to see what it was called. Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
Oh, the the um the healing surges. I like that when I when I rolled a crit, I also got a healing surge. And that that was specific and to your crits. magic weapon. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh. It was still nice. Um I mean, I like I like all the magic stuff that was added. There there were things about fighting that I did like. I liked the the different options rather than just hitting someone with an axe. You you get special things. And that's about it. Units. All right. So things I liked. Um, so there was a book for 3.5 called The Book of Nine Swords. And it was kind of the precursor to 4th edition because it created three new classes that all use different martial styles. And they got cool powers and spells. And, for, and it was the idea that this is what 4th edition is going to be like. And that was a great book. Uh, unfortunately, 4th edition was nothing like it. But the idea was there, you know? <laughs> they proved the idea can work. Just Do I, I need to reiterate that this is things you liked about 4th edition, not 3.5? So there, there are conceptual elements I like. The game does have a very strong tactical feel. If you like board games, it, it went back to kind of its war game roots in first edition. If you like the war game, board game feel, it's good. And if you like MMOs and a lot of modern RPGs, the character I'm building... going to cut you off right there. I like MMOs and a lot of modern RPGs. This is not for you. Hold on, that's not what I was saying. <laughs> I was saying the character creation experience has similarities. No, it doesn't. You pick a list of powers that do tactical things in combat. Not what you do in MMOs. Boys, boys. I'm just saying. Back to the I'm review. Trying... Let, let him speak, for God's sake. I'm, I'm trying to think of something positive, and it reminded me of the things I dislike about MMOs. So maybe the things I, maybe the things that are good about MMOs are here too. R- regardless, there there's a lot of tactical choice, and there's a lot of board game layout <gasps> stuff. And you know, if you like that sort of thing, I could see that being good. And if you've never played D and D before. It, you probably will come in with a completely different mindset, and it might be a lot better for you. And Katie? This is things we liked, correct? Yes. I still really like D20s. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. <laughs> I know, like... If you're listening to this in any kind of sequence, you're like, you know, she's really got something for D20s, but I'm trying to be positive. Um, Positivity. I like... I will have to say the the skills uh, checklist region area of the worksheet was interesting i kind of like the way that was laid out in the fact that you got to have a little bit of everything and even though the math was okay positively i i like the fact that you could have a different sampling of skills and i like the fact that you can could roll d20s and i'm gonna stop there or i'm gonna start going into the next segment of the conversation Ah, fourth edition. Um, so for me, uh, again, like I definitely there, there's definitely some things to be positive about. I definitely enjoy the powers. Um, I, I like the so a problem that I have with that I had with three point five, and and the reason why I play spellcasters almost exclusively, is because if you're playing a fighter or or a cleric, um, you have pretty much two tracks to go on. Either you're hitting things with your axe, or you're shooting things with your bow, or for a cleric, you're healing people or occasionally casting spells. Um, Other spells, I should say. And that's pretty much your only two tracks to being useful. Um, Because if you're a cleric and you're not healing your allies, they're dying around you. And if you are a fighter and you're not hitting things, you're not doing anything. Um... Whereas this provides a lot of variety, uh, like again with the fighter powers, uh, Holly had a character who had an at-will ability to hit two things. 
like it's sweeping strikes running through and just wailing down things. And while in 3.5 there is a feat called cleave, which does let you do that if you successfully hit and kill one target, you cleave into the next one. Um, that's still rolling an attack and hitting. But there are other. You have encounter powers that offer some different variety. You've got uh, daily powers that offer a different bit of variety. Uh, for the cleric, I had AOE attacks. I had AOE attacks and uh, attacks where I hit and give somebody else the ability to heal. I had straight healing powers where I could just say, hey, you, heal, or hey, you, heal. Um, I had abilities that, uh, as, a, as a cleric of cord, I had the ability to, whenever I or anyone else criticaled uh, on, a, on a roll, I could just, boom, you know, I heal or they heal or whatever. Um, so there was a lot of variety to my ability to both combat and heal, theoretically. In practice, it didn't turn out so good, which is going to lead us into things we don't like. And I now turn the next 45 minutes over to Holly Culp as she reads an exhaustive list of dislikes. I wrote them down so I would remember them. That's actually just the character creation flaws. The in-game flaws are uh, beyond that. All right. Uh, number one, the character creation process is too much like original D&D. Which, um, it's very controlling. Uh, you, what was the problem I had? Um, well, you basically where it's like, well, you're using this class, which means you have to use this weapon, which means yeah. you have to use this no, set of powers. No, it started with the weapon for yeah. me. It was, you want to use this weapon, so then you can only be this or this. And then... Okay, there are no barbarians. I I wrote that down with a little sad face. Yeah. Because you said I could be a barbarian at first. I'm sorry, I forgot that they weapon. I forgot they cut out a and couple of the classes. There are no barbarians. You can be a barbarian and fit that. Um And every class, no matter what you are, you get random magic spells. Yep. They're but they're called exploits if you're a martial class. Or prayers, if you're a divine class. Yeah, and I, I kind of like for this one. I just wanted to step away from magic and just kill things, but apparently no. Um, you only gain six hit points per level. Well, and that's the highest. Some classes. <laughs> oh, take some five. classes don't. You were in the lap of luxury. I was getting five. Oh, I'm sorry. And no constitution modifier to that. Uh, you only get to pick one type of weapon to use. Because I picked axes and that's it. Well, that's for fighters. Oh, I'm sorry. If you're a rogue, you can use daggers and you can use slings and you can use crossbows because decadence. Wow. You can't use them all at the same time, however. No. I was a dwarf, which meant I got to use a couple of extra weapons too. Yeah, but your powers didn't apply to them. So, for example, you couldn't sneak attack. Yeah, I'm going to get to that. <laughs> okay, here's something that really bothered me. You gain two ability points every four levels. But you can't put both points into the same ability. Yeah, that would be smart. <laughs> and at the beginning, you get, like, these random odd numbers for some of your ability scores. Which bothered me <laughs> so much. Because I'm used to, like, 18, 16, 14, 12, 10. But no, they're throwing in, like, an 11 and a 13. And so, obviously, I have to put my two points into the 11 and the 13 to make them even numbers. Yeah, worth noting that we had a stat array, but it was not a normal stat array. No, it, it was the stat array. It's the first selection for how to generate abilities. We use the stat array that's recommended for the system. And what stat array is that, Austin? 16, 14, 13, 12, 11, 10. That is the standard Saturday for 4th Ed. Those of our listeners who like numbers to be nice and even are clawing at their ears, right? We now. also skipped 15 because we hate it. <laughs> who needs 15? All right, Holly, you're about a third um, of the way through your list. No, Go ahead. The other thing that, so right now, I'm just getting to the ones that really bothered me. The other thing that really bothered me, and I know John's with me on this, are feats. 
you can skip that one. I've got it covered. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that really bothered me, but I'm, I'm sure you have your own thing on that. Be prepared for my diatron. Um, oh, for magic weapons, you only add their damage on a crit? Yep, because magic weapons, uh, like a flaming sword, only gets its flaming damage if you crit. Lightning weapons only get their lightning damage if you crit. Um. Oh, and rangers are the only class that can dual wield in this? Yes. Rangers are the only and class And they that... only make one attack when they and, dual Unless wield. you use a power that lets you make two really weak attacks. Okay. And then the last thing is what I said at the beginning. While making my character, I died a little on the inside. Do you want to actually talk about the gameplay now that you finish your character creation, or...? The gameplay sucks. Um, everything wants to kill you in the worst possible way. We were level five, and we battled snakes. Three of them. At 75 hit points each. Which I'd like to clarify was 50% more than anyone in the party. And I rolled three crits, which lets you do your max damage, and my max damage was 17 on that. Yep, and you'll notice that... Three times 17 does not re- equal 75, so they survived it. Okay, that's that's it. Next person, please. <laughs> All right, so let's have a talk about... I, I had the unique situation of I'm the only one here who's played 4th edition before tonight. So I knew it was coming. I knew it was bad. But, you know, for for you, our dear audience, I... So when I first heard it, I knew it was bad. I've tried it several times, and every time I've tried it, it reminds me of how much I hate it. Just at its core, it's tedious and obnoxious to play. My biggest problem is that once you've chosen your class, your character's kind of made for you. Uh, Holly did this a little bit, but it's it's like, hey, I want to use a bow. Well, only rangers get powers that use bows. It's and, not even class in this. It's weapons. Yeah. I'm uh, sorry. Continue. So it's like, I want to use a bow. Well, you have to be a ranger because only rangers get bow powers. Well, I want to be uh, a rogue. Well, if you're a rogue, you have to use a dagger, a sling, or a crossbow. Well, what if I want to be a rogue who uses a bow? Well, you can't use any of your powers with it, because rogues don't use bows. Um, The classes are very, very stereotypical, you know, uh, caricatures of their class. You cannot break the mold with these people. Because everything you do is a power list, Basically, there's nothing out of the box. One of my favorite things about 3-5 is, yes, fighters have one basic attack that does their thing, blah, 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 blah. But you had options outside of your like list of things you did. You could grapple. You could disarm. You could bull rush. You could use the environment. In 4th Ed, because all of your attacks are powers, you don't have a grapple power, so you can't make a grapple attack. You don't, if you don't have a disarm power, you can't make a disarm attack. You can't use the environment to help you because there's not a power for environmental assistance. You are limited to a list of spells. Every class is limited to a list of very stark mechanical things that you do. And they're balanced to the point of blandness. Yes, Katie as a rogue had the ability to move people one square when she hit them. And Holly, as a fighter, had the ability to, when she missed, she still did her strength and damage. But both of these basically were attacks. They also unified everything. So, um, I'm going to make a reflex save. Or, or, I'm sorry, my reflex defense. Well, my dexterity is really low, but I'll use my intelligence instead. Hey, I want to make a, a, a great sword attack. It's a good thing I'm a warlord and I use my charisma to swing at people with. That's completely logical and full of all the sense in the world. Um, there's more to this list. The monsters are an atrocity to mankind. They have way too many hit points. Battles are a tedium. Everyone has so many hit points and so many ways to heal. They last forever. And random encounters can just sort of kill you. Because they last so long, there's a lot of chances for them to do things to you. And you can't 
have any advantages on saving throws because saving throws is roll a d20. 10 or plus, you made it. 9 or below, you failed it. Period. Are, are, are you done? I know there's things I haven't mentioned. Don't I, worry. I, there will be others. I'm going to summarize that this, this felt like an adventure board game, not a pen and paper game. And I didn't want that. One, one, one final question before we move on. Um, is there a GM fiat rule in the book? How can you have a GM fiat rule when everything is mechanical power? Oh, oh, I forgot the other thing I really, really don't like. The book really, really, really wants you to use all their miniatures and all their maps. Everything is listed in squares, and the book tells you, you have to use miniatures and maps. And the monster manual has all the monsters in it. It's just a dictionary of monsters. If you want to know how to use the monsters or calculate encounters with monsters, you have to have the DMG. because the, And the monster manual says in the beginning, um, how do I use this, the, this stat block information? It says so in this chapter of the DMG. Buy our product. Thank you. And Katie. Well, you guys covered a lot of ground, and I appreciate that because I won't have to say as much. I've had years of hating this game. <laughs> um, to be f- to 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 units credit, he did try to warn us, uh, but you know. I mean, we, he successfully warned us. We we, we went a, we went ahead with it anyway. Uh, I'm gonna come out and say the f- no. I'm not gonna say the first thing that comes to my head because this is a family podcast. Um, I curse on this podcast <laughs> regularly. Yes, but I'm not you. Um, this bored me spectacularly. It really did. I was on my between, like, we were in a fight with the three snakes, and I was the last in the order to go. And I was on my phone. I was checking my email. I was checking Facebook. I'm like, like, I'm bored because all I was doing was, like, stabbing things. Like, we spent, like, no joke, we spent... I spent a total of an hour creating this character between the two sessions that I created this character. And I'm like, Okay, you know, you know, here we here's these two sheets of paper filled with numbers and words in 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 words that don't sound like what they mean, and then all I end up doing is stabbing things. Like I might as well be playing uh uh version one. You know, I like if if all I'm gonna be doing is like rolling and stabbing things, I might as well play one for all that, you know, that decided for me. And I, you know, I can see now, you know, through Holly and Austin talking, you know, it was uh, very limiting. It's like, okay, you're a rogue, you know, you're a half-elf, you can have this, this, and this. You're a rogue, you can have this, this, and this. And I'm sorry, this, I know I talk about the sheet every time because it makes me feel more intelligent. But this character creation sheet, there is too much mess going on. I'm sorry. This is not concise at all. It doesn't flow well. I don't like the fact that I have to have two pieces of paper to to see everything. It's inconvenient. And the first thing that made me mad was, you know, Austin asked, you know, as the DM, it's like, what's your alignment? I'm like, oh, I got this. Nobody had to tell me about this. Nobody had to tell me how to do this because I can, you know, I had Googled it. I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go. I'm like, I'm chaotic good. No, you can't be chaotic good. I looked it up and I was so proud of myself and it crushed me. It just like absolutely crushed me. It's like, no, there's, you don't have nine to choose from. There's only five. I'm like, like, so immediately I kind of had a, like a, 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 um, I had a, a, I had a fight to pick with this with this game, just off the bat because like everybody has to hold my hand through these things because I'm the newest, greenest D and D player, and I was really proud to figure out something on my own, and then like it just became needlessly limiting and complicated, and I was bored and angry all at the same time. 
this, this game has hurt us. So, so yeah, that it just it made me bored and it made me angry. And words that rhyme with truck that start with F repeatedly. Uh, funk, I believe, is the, the word you were. Um, Uptown funk. So, show me on the doll where the game touched you. <laughs> Sorry, Austin saying this game has hurt us. Made me Sta- laugh. Sta- stabs in the heart. <laughs> it hurts right here. Okay, so you all know me. You know I'm pretty forgiving of most things, except second edition D and D. Oh, really? Um, I'm I'm also critical, but usually I like to give things some sort of credit. Um, yeah. So I, I, I like I said, and things I like, I do like the concept of the ability powers. That being said, uh, I'm, I'm going to start at abilities because it's A, and I'm going to work my way alphabetically through the rest of my problems. It may not accurately be alphabetically, but I'm going to try the best I can. Get comfortable, y'all. Abilities, actions, things like that. So I'm a cleric. What do you expect to do as a cleric? A cleric is a healing class. A cleric is a support class. They're, in this game, they're titled leaders. Uh, which are the buff, you know, the buff and support uh, role that you get. And as my son begins to fuss, um, so yeah, the buff and support, and you know, heal my allies. So what do I do? I'm going to prioritize taking the abilities that heal people. Of the abilities that I had that heal people, grand total of three: two encounter, one daily. Um. Now, you may be saying – actually, sorry, two encounter, two daily. One was a special daily that I got. Um, so you may be wondering, well, you know, why Why does that seem like a big deal? Well, in encounters when your enemies can have 75 hit points and you have 47 and you do an average damage of 10 to 12 and they do an average damage of 16 – Healing for a static amount of, let's say, 11, because that was my healing surge amount, four times means I can't even bring myself back up to my maximum hit points multiple times when my maximum hit points is 47. I've only got 44 amounts of healing that I can do to other people with my abilities. Now, granted... You can use a standard action, you can use a normal action to heal yourself with a healing surge, but you also have limited amounts of those. So um, moving slightly re- re- over... Real quick, healing surge is an encounter power, you can only do it once per encounter, no matter how many healing surges you have. Oh, oh, that's fun. So yeah, in that case, that's even worse. Um, and yeah. I'd like to clarify, those snakes only had an average damage of 14, unless you failed the poison save and took 5 damage every round for the rest of the fight and died that way. Just, Which is just, what I did. Just to step in. Which is what I did, because uh, they were really good at poisoning. Um, so yeah, I only have four abilities that let me let other people heal themselves. They can only heal themselves once per encounter. I can only heal myself outside of that once per encounter, and it takes your whole action. Um, everything else that I had, weapon damage with my strength, with my mighty strength of being a cleric. So remember, let's go back to those stat numbers that we were talking about earlier. Um, the stat array that it tells you to use. Um, you can only spread those so thin. And typically for a cleric, you want to have that in your wisdom so that you can heal things because a lot of your thing, a lot of the uh, damage that you dealt added wisdom to it. And the, several of your powers as a cleric use wisdom as their attack. Typically, clerics then take other things so that they can have more skills that make them useful in a supporting role. Except that realize that intelligence doesn't help your skills. Yep. Charisma is... The constitution doesn't matter as much because you don't add it per level, so you can take a few points of con damage, and that's not a big deal. Uh, dexterity doesn't matter because if your intelligence is high, you can use it instead of your dex. And strength is all of your abilities. So you only... Most classes only ever actually need two skills, two abilities. Yeah. So I had a decent strength and a good wisdom, and that was it. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, abilities, like, good idea, really badly Um, 
especially because all of my oh so let's let's actually break down the abilities a second because I don't know if we did we fully detail what the abilities were at will encounter and daily yeah and that at will was any time encounter was once per encounter and daily. Okay. yeah because I I I've, I'm so irritated at this game that I've forgotten what we've already said um so yeah moving on from abilities to feats I'm not sure where in the alphabet those are related to one another because I'm too angry to count letters um but uh so. There's a long list of feats, which was part of my issue with 3.5 was a long list of feats. Um, and in 3.5, it was more of an more of an annoyance, just that oh yeah, there's this long list of feats you have to delve through, and you have to you know in order to optimize your character, you have to max, you have to pick specific feats that you want at specific times. Um, in this, it's not so much of annoyance as it is a frustration, because you roll through the list of feats and can't take that, can't take that. Can't take that. Can't take that. Can't take that. Can take that. Can't take that. Can't take that. Can't take that. Can take that. Because the feats are not restricted necessarily to attributes, so much as they are restricted to your class and race. So if you're not a specific race, you can't take certain feats. If you're not a specific class, you can't take most feats. Can I can I clarify one thing about those feats real quick? They're also not that different for being super restrictive. So dwarves have a feat that gives them plus one to hit with axes, and dragonborn get a feat that gives them plus one to hit when they're below half health, and halflings get a feat that gives them plus one to hit with slings. So they're all very similar, but they're nuanced to, well, this race uses this weapon. Yeah, and uh, then there are the multi-class feats. So we talked previously about how your class restricts your weapons. As a as a cleric, I had restri- I had very tight restrictions on my weapons, but as a dwarf, I was able to get dwarf weapon training and be able to use axes and hammers, which is not normally available for clerics or axes and warhammers, I should say. So I had a warhammer, and it was nice, you know, does a good amount of damage, um, and I can wield it in two hands because you can't use shields, so might as well not. Um, yeah, by the way, can't use shields. Clerics can't use shields. Neither can anybody else other than fighters or warlords, I think. Or paladins. Uh, yeah, fighters, warlords, and paladins. Yeah, nobody can use shields. Um, so I was looking at the feats, and there's not a whole lot of feats for clerics, also for cleric dwarves, that you really need to take. One of them was uh, a, a enhancement to my channel divinity that allowed me to get an extra power. Uh, which I don't know why that was in feats instead of underneath my powers, because I'm the only class that could have taken those, and they were actively powers. But, um, so I looked down at the multi-class feats. Well, when you take a multi-class feat, it automatically allows you to qualify for other feats and, spe- and other feats of that class. To clarify, you take a multi-class feat of that class, you take a, so I took the feat uh, Step in Shadows or something like that, um, and it it's like you've multiclassed as rogue. You now get the sneak attack ability and qualify as rogue for any feats. I will note that it says feats, not other class benefits, and this will be important. So the sneak attack ability reads. When you attack somebody with a light blade, what was it, light blade or sling? Light blade, sling, or crossbow, the iconic uh, thief weapon. Light blade, sling, or crossbow, you get to add extra damage. I think maybe the sling was the, was a shared weapon on my weapon group, but because I was a dwarf, I was using a warhammer. Well, not to mention that because you're a cleric, you can't use ranged weapons with any of your powers. Yeah, can't do that either. Um, and just to be to, to be clear, um, warlocks get no powers that use the weapons. Wizards get no power that use those weapons. Uh, rangers don't get any powers because their powers are all bows or dual wielding, and that's not how that works. Um, I suppose uh, warlords don't because they. I suppose if you were a fighter, you could intentionally take a weaker weapon to get that benefit. Yeah. So I, I took the multi-class feat that gave me sneak attack because I thought it would be interesting to, hey, you know, and I didn't quite fully understand the implications here because uh, I wasn't a rogue, so I hadn't fully studied the sneak attack uh, rules. 
and we get into combat, and I also I took I took the the rogue multi glass, and I took the backstabber feat, which increases the damage die of your sneak attack from a d6 to, from two d6 to two d8. Um, and so we got into a situation where I had combat advantage against these snakes, and I was like, all right, sweet, roll an extra. Roll, I roll five d8 for this attack. No, you don't. Why not? It only works if you if you attack with one of these three weapons that I can't use. <laughs> so that by itself, that's kind of a big irritation. Also, just the fact that most of the feats seem pointlessly arbitrary and not very well divided from each other. Um, moving on to monsters, which I think comes after M. Yeah, F, M comes after F. Um, A B C D E F. Yeah. Okay. He's married to a teacher, ladies and gentlemen. I take no responsibility for this. It's true. Um, but yeah, and I have a wiggling baby in my lap. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so monsters. They intent – so hit points in this game are set, static. Uh, you have a set number of hit points at level one based on a number added to your constitution score. Um, then you gain a set number of hit points per level. I gained five. Our fighter gained six. I don't remember how much the rogue gained. Um, five. Right. It's either five or six. All right. Um, and so at the maximum amount of hit points that any of us could have had was 59, I think was the math, right? Yeah, that's if you'd pumped up your constitution. So you had an 18 con. Or no, she had. Yeah, like an it was an eighteen or twenty con, and then you have a class that gets the max hit points. You might be able to get sixty one actually if you. No, because you only put one ability point. You could have a, you could have sixty hit points, I believe. So at level five, none of us had. Uh, how much health did you have, Holly? Fifty three. So at level five, the most hit points any of us had were fifty three. We fought three set three snakes. Snakes had 75 hit points. The game is mechanically designed so that for normal enemy difficulties, not minions, because there are minion fights you could have gone through, but... Uh, minions have one hit point and suck and are useless. Yeah. Um, but it's mechanically designed so that a standard difficulty enemy is going to kill you. Which doesn't make sense. I don't know why they designed it like this. You were talking earlier about how this was built to remind you of an MMO. It isn't, though. I've played innumerable numbers of MMOs, and the typical way an MMO works is you build a character who grows as you level up automatically. You don't make any choices in your skills until typically much later in the game. And at that point, it's it's like, oh, well, what what part of my already existing skills am I amplifying or what few new abilities am I adding? Um, and then – and it's always you, depending on your class, either against a large number of weaker-than-you enemies that will overwhelm you through, through, through swarm tactics or a smaller number of very powerful enemies against whom you have many people. One versus a hundred or a hundred versus one. Not three v three and the three kill you. That's not how it works. So if they were trying to go for an MMO feel, they failed big time. There are other things I could list, but I just don't have the energy to continue bitching about this game. Um, so, with that being said, do you want to talk about the materials? I kind of do, because let's talk about money grubbing. So you, you make a player's handbook, and um, so you know how gnomes used to be in Every other edition of D and D, yeah, no, they're not there. Barbarians, no, they're gone. How about bards? They they're a long saying. Nope, nope, no bards. Uh, source, no, no sorcerers. Uh, instead, we've added the warlock and the warlord, and we've made up a brand new race called dragonborn that who's never existed before. Now there's the warlord. Warlocks were in a splat book for three five. And um, oh, but there were big complaints. Don't worry, the fifty dollar player's handbook number two has druids and gnomes in it. And if you wait for the player's handbook number three, you can get barbarians and bards. All of these are $50. They're also much thinner than any of the other main books. There's also the monster manual, but the monster manual doesn't 
you you almost need the DMG to know how to use the monster manual because I had to read through the DMG to figure out how to create those encounters and those encounters, as we've mentioned, were nonsense. And I tried building other encounters and it all came down to you have to have the enemy's hit points and double their damage to make them interesting fights. Otherwise, they just last forever. And even if they're easy, they last forever. Um, but yeah, you get you have to have all these different books to get everything that you had in previous editions of D&D. Like, they took the Splatbook problem from 3.5 and amplified it big time. Other than that, the game has a massive push to using miniatures. Um, they, they, they tell you outright, you have to have miniatures and a map to play this game. And they recommend the Wizards of the Coast products to use because, of course, self-marketing. Um, finally, the actual layout of the book, I think we spoke of, Half the player's handbook is taken up by powers for classes. Like, it's half the book is a spell list. The other half is a nonsensically laid out arrangement of blarf. Like, there's... Th- could, could we get a definition for the word blarf, please? Um, I mean, it looks like someone vomited a sequence of words onto pages for all the sense they make in the order that they're in. So... Again, once you know what's in the book, you can search through, but I just had to keep referring to the index to find things. So, at the end of the day, their books, the art's fine. You know, they have a definitive art style. It's different. So, it's not, it's the quality of the books, like that way, is the same. But they've just decreased the amount of content and increased the amount of books. Um, so, yeah, we. we... <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm. I will be surprised if any of us give this game higher than a C. But let's go ahead and get our final thoughts and review scores, starting with Holly. All right, Holly. There's no grade lower than F. This has been distracting me. <sighs> I wish there was. Um, this game actually mm. makes me angry. Like, really physically angry. And you wouldn't like her when she's angry. Um, yeah, uh, um, F. If I could go lower, is there a Z? There's an F minus. Is there a Z? No. I give it a Z. (laughs) F minus for the game actively angers you. I give it a Z. All right. Um, oh, this game is really hard for me to grade. Putting everything aside, being as objective as possible, I waver between D plus and C minus. Um, Conceptually, they did a lot of things. I know a lot of people who enjoy this game, and they enjoy the game for legitimate reasons. As a board game, as a game that's intended to be played like Mistvale, you remember Mistvale? You had cards that had powers on it and you did them into counters? Yep, yep, yep. If I compare it to that game, that specific game, which I would like to clarify, I think I gave like a D to. Uh, if I compare it to that game, I can give this game in the C letter range, but it has to be a C minus. It's a C because it is put together in a way that some people enjoy. It doesn't anger me like it angers everyone else. Uh, I did not get nearly as upset as everyone else in this room. You know, I can still get together with friends. It's a game that, for a spike, for someone who just likes to win and likes to play with numbers, can be good. Can be enjoyable. I wouldn't say good. C- minus for interesting ideas that didn't work as they wanted them to. And Katie? Ah. Uh... I am somewhere in between those two schools of thought that have been previously expressed. Uh, in Austin, when Austin was going over the materials, he mentioned that you have to use the miniatures, you have to use the squares. I can see where some people like that. Um, I don't. That does nothing for me. I don't see why we had to use the squares. I don't see why we had to use the miniatures. I mean, that's that's the whole thing. Like, if I feel like that should be 
an option if you want it to be an option, but you shouldn't have to. The, the problem is the way that the powers are written out. Everything is like move one square. I know this that's way, right. That's yeah. that's what I'm saying. I would prefer it be it's like oh, if you want to play with the squares and miniatures, you can play it like this. Otherwise, it works like this. I just like it did nothing for me. That little miniature did not represent my character. It like the squares meant nothing to me. So I had to say something about that. Um, uh, honest to goodness. I was just bored. I was like, not, I mean, yeah, like parts of it made me angry like Holly, but honest to goodness, I was just bored. And I've enjoyed creating characters and like, you know, you know, checking for traps and, you know, the encounters, but like after the fighting the snakes, I was just like, no, like, I don't care what we're trying to find. It's not worth it. You know, and that to me is just, you know, for somebody who likes closure and likes to see things through, that just makes me sad that I did like after one encounter, just like, no, it's not fun anymore. And like, I can't even like you would have to pay me money, good money, like really good money, like six figures start, you know, six figure money to, to play this game through. If, if you offered me like, you know, I'll give you, you know, $750,000 $750,000 to play this game. I'd be like, okay, let's do it. So, so what you're saying is... For anything less, like, absolutely not. What you're saying is this game inspires a level of tedium usually reserved for corporate-level jobs. I, I can't speak to that, but I just... Oh, God, it just bored me. Like, that's all I was doing was stabbing things. Anyway... Um, what shouldn't be boring, boring, it, it, stabbing things should, in the back should not be boring. I'm sorry. It shouldn't. <sighs> Don't tell me to wrap up. You just spent 15, 30 minutes on a monologue. Okay. Don't tell me to wrap up. That wasn't wrap up. That was continue. <laughs> like, you're the wrong person. Tell me to wrap up. Um, wrap up. Wrap up is with two hands. <laughs> I don't know. You have a baby in one hand. I didn't know what that... Anyway. Um, so seeing as I would only play this game for six figures at the very least, I, I'm going to give it a straight up F. Not for fun. For the word that rhymes with Truck. Funk. That that does not rhyme with truck. I'm a teacher. That's not that's this this mother ducking game is what I'm talking. You know that. Let's go with that. Straight up F. No, no, no. Only for grandiose amounts of money would I play this game again. Now announcing our new kicks, our new uh, Patreon tier, seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. Make Otter play fourth edition again. Um, for $750,000, I will write a year-long campaign and we'll all partake. And there goes the fuss. Um, it even upsets the children. Okay, so uh, I can definitely see if you have all the miniatures and all the boards and all the maps and all of the power cards that they recommend you have. And if everything is pre-built for you and you never have to look behind the mirror and you have a full party of six people and everyone is a different class and you have access to the splat books that have other options available for you and you've got a well written campaign that maybe doesn't just maybe just doesn't go into combat all that much. So a lot of what you're doing is role-playing by itself and never actually touching the mechanical side of it, which I know there's no actual role-playing mechanics in the game. Um, <laughs> as Austin leans over to unmute his mic. You've got an um, awful lot of ifs there, buddy. I know. Um, if you have all of that, 
then yes, I can see this being an enjoyable experience, mostly because of the company you're likely playing in it. Uh, lots, uh, and this is this is true of everyone's true of humanity as a whole. Most of our experiences we find enjoyable or not, depending on who we're experiencing them with, more than the actual activity we're going through. Um, and so I can see why people enjoy this game. And it's very likely mostly to do with the fact that they're not playing by the rules. They're using GM Fiat. They are playing with the materials that are expect that, you, that you're sort of recommended to use. Uh, if we'd like to go back to original D&D, uh, reread that review. Go ahead. Yeah, again, ignoring the mechanics that we're reviewing, because I will remind you all, listeners, uh, we're reviewing the mechanics of the game, not the experience of the game. Um, but yeah, so if you ignore the books, this could be a very fun game. But there's a problem there. <laughs> you see, you have to ignore the books to have fun. Um, so yeah, it's it's definitely a problem for me and much similar to the previous game. Like I can see that I can see that there are good aspects to this game and I wouldn't rate this one an F. Um, but I, 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 I wouldn't rate this one an F not like I did OD and D it is better than OD and D because there, while, while OD and D while OD and we'll see OD and D was utterly restrictive and, by as rules as writ, impossible to do much more than what we did. Yes, but it's fun. To, at least it was fun to make fun of. Like this wasn't even fun to make fun of. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> um, but this one has more depth and flexibility than OD and D does. Of course, a cube has more depth. Like a stone has more depth than a piece of paper. Not necessarily makes it any better to eat. Um, so I have to give this a D. What like, the hell and, kind of metaphor was that? <laughs> exactly the kind you heard. Um, uh, yeah, it's a D. Uh, like, I, and it's a D because I know there are people that enjoy it. I personally know people who enjoy playing it. And, uh, and to, if any of you are listening to this podcast, I'm sorry. Uh, for a lot of things. Uh, I'm but, not, for the record. No, no, I'm not sorry for anything I've said about the system. I'm sorry that this was your introduction to D and D. Yeah, because this is not a fun game. This is not a fun edition. This it it, it it's all the things that I didn't like about O D and D, and all the things I didn't like about 3.5 put together into a system. Can, can we just clarify the biggest statement against this system? It created Pathfinder. This is the mo- this system was so divisive that people abandoned Wizards of the Coast and went to somebody else's like, hey, you know the game that you just played? Would you spend another $50 to buy rulebooks for it? And we'll help you play this game instead. And people said yes and got rid of their other 4th edition books after buying them. Yeah, so that is 4th edition D&D. Uh, and I think that's pretty much all we can say about it. So, we have been Final Show Films. We produce a wide variety of content every day of the week. You can check us out on our website at finalshowfilms.com. You can also check us out on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash fsfilms, uh, where you can support us financially with a monthly donation if you'd like, and we appreciate all of our patrons, especially our $25 supporters, Chris Comfort and Tonic, and as soon as my son stops, decides what he wants, I can get him to stop busting. But he doesn't know what he wants yet. He just wants to bust. He wants us to stop talking about this edition. Yeah, that's probably it. It's incredibly upsetting. Um, so, uh, you can also support us with a one-time donation on our website, IronShowFilms.com. We should really just rename this to uh, Gaming Parents. Like, <laughs> um, Gaming with Kids. Um, so yeah, you can, donate one, you can donate a one-time donation to our website, IronShowFilms.com. There's a PayPal Donate Now button. You can click there. And we appreciate that as well. We appreciate all of you listening. And we also appreciate 411mania.com, a geek culture website uh, that does a variety of geek-related content. Uh, they cover wrestling. They, they provide news and information on wrestling, MMA, uh, uh, music, entertainment, film, and gaming, where you can find all of our Final Show Films podcasts uh, hosted up, or posted up about – at least you can when I'm not sick and unable to post articles, but – well, we're getting back on that. I'm still recovering. 
Um, <clears throat> and also, uh, so yeah, go, go check them out. Thank them for their support. Uh, you can also uh, check out our Twitch channel, Twitch.tv slash Nstaku, on the upcoming 25th. Uh, on the 25th through the 26th, uh, there's going to be a 24-hour charity stream, uh, D&D charity stream. We're going to be playing, uh, uh, I think most of us are playing 5th edition D&D. Um, <clears throat> and it's five GMs, of which I am one, uh, running five game, five one-shots over the course of the 24-hour period, and the charity is raising funds for ACLU. So come, watch, enjoy, and uh, donate money to either screw over my players or help them out. Those are your options. Um, so yeah, uh, come by, enjoy it. That'll be on the 25th. Uh, my shift in particular is 11 p.m. Pacific to 2 a.m. Pacific. Uh, or if you are on you know, the East Coast, that's 2 a.m. Eastern to 5 a.m. Eastern on the 26th. So uh, you can tune in on my channel, twitch.tv slash Staku, or you can tune in at uh, twitch.tv slash CrittersRPG. That's the channel that's going to be hosting us. So yeah, that's all the things I've got to say now. So thank you all very much for listening, and say goodbye, everybody. Hasta luego. Goodbye. <laughs>